episode 178, Ed O'Keefe. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. Head over to ayalpha.com, the number one place for you to get the most out of the show. The Entrepreneur Rises live event in Southern California, right near LAX on Manhattan Beach. So that is out there. So head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. Get all the details for that. It is time to awaken your alpha. Okay, guys, we have a brilliant one for you today. I mean, there's so much going on with this guy. We have Ed O'Keefe on today. He is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, and most importantly, he'll tell us as well, father of seven children. So we're going to find out all under the age of 10. I'm going to find out all about how he balances that. And he's gone from dead broke to cracking the code of starting and taking multiple businesses from zero to multiple seven and even eight figures. And we'll just touch on some of the achievements. He's the creator and founder of top-selling brands such as Inspiredware, um, He's got his supplement company that sold over sort of half a million bottles. Strategic consulting products helping motivate entrepreneurs how to take their idea and market and scale using multiple media channels, online, direct mail, newspaper. Um, he's had sort of a very successful business to do with dentists that we're going to talk about as well. Um, he's originally from Chicago. He's a mentor and coach. He was a volleyball coach back in the day. He's a business strategy coach, inspirational, motivational speaker. He's got so much going on. I'm just going to keep it at that and we're going to dive straight in. But firstly, Ed, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for... I just threw up your... I, just, uh, I, I literally just awakened the alpha website. So just put your own sound effects as well. Yeah. As well. Oh. Awesome. Uh, yeah, man. That, that bio, it's pretty, it's pretty awkward hearing uh, things... Um, uh, because you know one of the funny things that is cool about what you're doing and what your <clears throat> your listeners are all about is the concept of awakening your alpha. I, you know, I, I had this uh, when I was training recently. I remember uh, thinking inside my head. I shared this with my wife. She thought I was crazy. I was like, yeah, I was I was in a lot of pain. I was I do I do CrossFit. Um, I I'm a uh, what I would call a uh, a weekend warrior, but I I always it's. I do it during the week because I'm too busy with the family on the weekends. But yeah. um, I remember being in pain and, and grinding through things and saying to yourself, like, why would you ever be a beta when you can be an alpha? You know, like, why, why ever go into that mindset? And why yeah. ever be second when you could push yourself? Um, so, I, you know, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. We, we run um, my, my vision and things I like doing is uh, just really creating cool businesses that are awesome for amazing people. Uh, it's pretty simple. I think we live in a day and age right now that you could really just, um, uh, as you say, live limit, live, live limitlessly, but you really don't have, uh, any parameters or, um, boxes except the ones we put on ourselves. Yeah. Did, did I, do you feel like I missed any, any of the major things out in your bio there? I mean, or did I kind of cover it? Cause I say there's, there's a lot going on there. And it, I mean, that's some of the comments what other people have said about you that you've got, you know, obviously you've got seven children as well. You've got, um, and you've got, had loads of different sort of successful businesses on the go. I mean, is there anything you feel like I missed out that you'd like to chuck in there as well? No, I mean, you know, one thing is, is that it's, it's easy to get caught up in, in seeing the uh, vast amount, but I think what's more important is that when we, you know, uh, 
the, the journey to greatness is, is something you gotta be hyper focused at the same time. Yeah. Uh, while I've done a lot, or you know, we may have a couple of businesses running simultaneously. Um, the big trap is to think that being busy or having a lot is this equals success. Yeah. Um, I would say that um, there there are definitely periods of hyper focus on one thing to make sure that it gets where the momentum and the and the excellence that it requires. Yeah. We're running, we're, we're helping with, uh, we're teaching a lot of uh, health product and human performance and supplement owners how to scale their businesses. But that, that would be the only addition I would make to it. We have a, I have a book coming out called The Art of Time Collapsing, but um, it's all synergistic, man. It's a lot of stuff that you're doing, you know, it's just, it's synergistic. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah no, we definitely, definitely want to talk about the art of, art of time collapsing, which you, uh, you must have done quite well with seven kids as well, as you mentioned. <laughs> so how did you get into the supplement business as well? Because I was speaking, I was teaching dentists how to grow their business for like nine years. Yeah. And I, quite frankly, I, I believe uh, I got kind of bored mm. and um, I sold off one division of that company and uh, I was like, well, what am I going to do next? And I, I, I'm a pretty fit guy. I, you know, I could be better. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I took supplements. I was into it. I didn't even know, like, you or I could be in the supplement business. Yeah. And once I discovered that, I was like, wow, I, it's a market where I could grow the company. It could be a big company. Um, there's billions of people in the health industry. It's a great market to be in. And, I, and I, that's how I went into that market. That's one of the reasons why I went down that pathway, right? Yeah. It's kind of like t-shirts, you know, why go into the t-shirt business and clothing business? Well, everybody needs clothes, right? Or else mm -hmm. it'd be very awkward doing interviews without clothes. But um, I guess that's a different podcast. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, why not do something cool? Like, I mean, really, I'll tell you something, man. I mean, if... I have filters that I run through. I, I don't know how many of your guys are entrepreneurs or think about business, but everybody thinks about money. Yeah. So I look at where is there a long-term market that will, you know, that it will uh, spend money and appreciate something outstanding. Yeah. And if you then see when you, when you think that way, it allows you to go create something awesome but I always start with the market first. Who are we going to first? And then, you know, it may, it may uh, you know, and, and most people can't answer that question. And then how do I get to them? And I prefer, if we can go through online marketing, I prefer that. Could you tell us a little bit about the backstory of how you got to, you know, growing up and getting into all this stuff? And, and we touched on you as a volleyball coach at one stage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's something that'll never leave me. Um, so what happened with me was I, I grew up in a family of 13 kids, um, South Whoa. Side of Chicago. Yeah, South Side of Chicago. Seven, seven's not many then, is it? Seven must seem all right for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. Down size, yeah. It's different when they're your own. You have two, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think, I think two nowadays is like the equivalent of six back then. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, um. I went in, I played volleyball in college. I, I got, I, I thought I was going to become a motivational speaker and be like the next Tony Robbins. That's what I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And, um, um, I, so I started learning neurolinguistic programming, Ericksonian hypnosis, 
I got my hands on every mental toughness thing I could possibly get. And I was coaching volleyball. I was speaking to athletes. Um, and I was, but the problem was I was dead broke. I was mm. completely broke. I didn't know how to make money yet. So from the ages of 22 to 26, I was kind of floundering and struggling. I took a lot of my content and created manuals and books. And I started learning internet marketing. And that was the beginning of, of my journey towards uh, getting out of being broke. And so we created a website, um, started selling my, my systems on mental toughness. And um, what I didn't realize is I was learning fundamentals of business. Yeah. Even though my content was mental toughness and, and coaching. Um, what happened was I, I saw some people marketing to these niches uh, of professions and I I realized they were making way more money than I was and that I had a passion for teaching others how to make money. Yeah. So that was kind of the beginning of going into the dental market. And again, a couple of things to share with your listeners. I didn't know anything about dentistry and I had never taught anyone how to make money in their dental or in, in, a, in a business. Yeah. And the reason I share those two things, Adam, is because I, um, something I like doing is looking at whatever conventional thought process might be limiting me and flipping it on its head. Yeah. We have so many rules in our society that kind of dictates what we're supposed to expect, what we're supposed to believe. And we follow these silly parameters that were created by people that are trying to, uh, keep everyone to be average. Yeah, keep you in your box, definitely. Yeah, keep you in your box and, and to maintain control. Um, quick funny story. I met this guy just recently in Hawaii. Uh, he was friends of a friend, and he was an aborigine from Australia. And, and at first glance, he was very rough around the edges. I mean, uh, he owned multiple businesses, and um, we, we were, had Thanksgiving dinner together. It's kind of funny how it's all worked out. And... Um, uh, he turned out to be one of the smartest people I'd ever met. Yeah. One thing he said was, he said, if you look at society, um, society always, the IQ of, of civilization always uh, diminishes or stays the same once a city is built. Like, so once you build something, mm. the goal at that point is not really to, uh, it's to, con it's to like create conformity and control. Maybe not even by, not, not consciously, like they're probably yeah. not saying, let's, let's keep everybody down. So, so for your listeners, the, the first thing is, is like, when you try to go outside the box, you got to start flipping all the rules that have been imposed on us on their heads. And for me, uh, <laughs> I call it the part of the leapfrog theory. So whenever I do something, um, it comes from an old Robert Ringer book, uh, Winning Through Intimidation. He talked about, uh, how there's this philosophy in our society and life that we have to like work our way up and through the ranks. Yeah. The truth is, is that we have no right or obligation, we have no obligation to anybody and that we have the right at any time to state and claim that we are going to be at the top. And so instead of working your way through the ranks, we just leapfrog to the top. Yeah. And, um, so that is really my only interest in everything I do is, and I would suggest to others that are looking for an extraordinary life that 
stop wasting your time dealing with uh, lesser people's mentalities and looking for approval. Just go to the top, hang out with the top three to five percenters and inject yourself into that space uh, and then own that space. Absolutely awesome. Really, I mean, it sounds like as well, there's almost some quotes in there. Is there a particular like alpha quote or quote that you really like to live your life by? I mean, you've pretty much said by a couple in there, I think. Yeah, the first version of like of the book Art of Time Collapsing was actually uh, started off becoming embracing the grind. Something I did, just defined it was the grind is the process that winners, uh, the process and the language that is instantly understood by winners. Mm. Um, that is the process of where they go from being ordinary to extraordinary in an unconventional manner. So um, whenever you say to like a, a real, like a, a, someone who's doing some amazing things, you're like, hey, you're grinding, aren't you? Or aren't you, you know, you're going through that grind. They equate that as I'm a complete badass and I'm going through this process of that absolutely sucks, but I understand it. Yeah. Whereas 98% of the population is thinking you're talking about the 95 job they have to go to. Right. Yeah. So I, I always love looking at like, what's that process that we have to go through where you have confusion, frustration, overwhelm. And if you're, you know, you, you playing on the, uh, at the national level, um, guys aren't waking up ecstatic every day to go train. Sometimes they're, sore they're in pain they're injured yeah they're willing to go do that to be extraordinary and so um i don't know about necessarily a quote but uh, the process is definitely something that that i live by something that we talk to our our kids about and when i coach volleyball it's all about the process you yeah. know it's all about the process well you mentioned there as well when you were sort of coaching your volleyball and then you saw about different ways to maybe make some money and you found the niche within the sort of dentistry industry would you say as your awakening moment, it sounds like it comes across that way. Is there any other big moments when you, it all started to change you? Were there any big mistakes or when did it finally yeah. start to click? I think the big thing is when you're selling something is to have an operating question of saying, how do I get those customers to come to me and to move quickly to me? It's an operating shift, right? So where most people are trying to get their products out there, the, the fact of the matter is, is where can we target market to either generate leads or customers that are coming to buy our product at a break even or profit? Mm -hmm. And then when you break that down, you'll say, well, okay, what skill sets do I need to learn? Now, here's the funny thing. It could be a book. It could be uh, a, a product like, uh, um, like clothing lines or supplements or jump ropes or whatever. And then um, it could be a podcast. It could be any of those things. Adam, to be very specific, I learned copywriting, like how to write sales copy that can sell. What we call like the two-step or three-step system of you generate a lead, you educate them, and then you sell them your product, and how that process uh, really allows you to set you up for success. And so you have to think about like, what, what would these people want? Yeah. And how do I grab their attention? And yeah, I made every imagine, dude, I, I, I mean, um, I made every imaginable mistake and I'd say, is there a particular one that sticks, that still stings, that sticks in the mind? Any, uh, any shockers? Well, I mean, I think the first book I ever wrote was, yeah, 10 Secrets for Teen Success, thinking that, because all these speakers told me, well, if you write a book, you're going to, your speaking uh, career is going to take off. So I wrote a book. Yeah. Well, nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, it was a joke, you know? Um, 
And um, that was one thing. I think uh, another time I, I did an endorsed mailing to promote one of my mental toughness guys, guides and not one sale happened out of it. When I entered the supplement space, I lost about a quarter million dollars in states. Wow. I, um, I trusted the wrong people. Yeah. So, so you want to talk about embarrassing, man. We've done everything wrong. <laughs> so um, I think what a good question for your listeners would be is how do you mentally compartmentalize those things? Yeah. So as I say, it sounds like you've, you've, you mean you've, you've tried all these different things and the, the only way you'd fail that many times is you, you keep trying different things until you get it right. And you've clearly got it right at times. Yeah, at times. And I, and I still feel like I'm learning a lot. So, you know, like the guy from Spartan Race, I think it's Joe Decina. So he was being interviewed and he said, um, someone was asking him a question. He said, I really don't have time for high functioning people in my life. Yeah. That was his, I only want to be around people that are functioning at a super high level. Yeah. So what does that, what does that mean? Right? So that means like the victim mentality, the blame mentality, the justification mentality, the, uh, it's not my fault mentality, all that stuff needs to just get flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Because we're all going to go there. Like we're all going to be like, man, what the, you know, this, I, you know, but at the end of the day, it's always our fault, right? Yeah. There's things I could have done. So like I invested a hundred thousand dollars in a, a friend of mine's company and this guy had a proven track record, all that stuff. And, uh, I, that hundred thousand is gone. Like yeah. he, he completely blew it and, uh, whatever. Well, I could be mad at him and put energy into the world that, doesn't serve anybody mm -hmm. and will only attract more of that negative low energy or I can actually step back and go like, okay, what process or system did I apply to make the decision to put money in his business versus the other 10 choices I had, which was do nothing, put it in a, a savings account, yeah. put it towards my kid's college fund, hold on to it for my own future thing. So I had choices. Yeah. So, I just made a stupid decision uh, or maybe, you know, uh, stuff happens. Yeah. And we all do it. We all do it. <laughs> we all do it. Right. We all do it. So I think what, what, what everybody's got to understand is that when we move through life, there's like, there's little boxes you can create. And when you like mentally, and then uh, like in, in neuro-linguistic programming, one of the things we learned was disassociation, how to, how to take a third point of view. And I think that's, that's one of the best skill sets I've ever learned. And I teach my athletes that a lot, like, like when you're going to do a mental review of your past, do it from a third person perspective, just so you're not reliving the stupid emotions. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think, man, in the beginning, we, we have to decide we're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. The vehicle may change, the pathways may change, but we are going to be successful. So along that pathway, um, we are going to make decisions and things are going to happen. And um, to follow Richard Branson's advice, which I think uh, I didn't always do, he's always looking at how do I protect my downside? So what I could have done better earlier was yeah. make sure that I didn't put more eggs in a basket that has a potential for, um, for smashing and to do small tests and build upon it as we go. And that, isn't that the same truth like in training and whatever, like you make small iterations to your plan. Yeah. Uh, get the feedback and then and then you expand on it. yeah definitely cool well, this is our yoda question 
who helped awaken your alpha? You've mentioned lots of inspirational people, but around that time when it did start to you know, feel like you found the path, who was there any key figures, whether you knew them or from, they inspired you from afar? Yeah. Oh, you know, I, there's a great book. I'll tell you, there's a great book by a guy. His name's Tim Peering, P-I-E-R-I-N-G. I read his book called Mastery when I was about 23. Yeah. And the yin and yang of personality. Like, we all have a warrior side of our personality. And then you could also have a very spiritual and loving side of your personality. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to uh, have one or the other. Lloyd, another guy, Lloyd Irvin, is a super high-level martial artist that I've spent a lot of time with. He's one of my good buddies. He's a, he's a bad dude <laughs> who creates world champions, uh, has had fighters in the UFC. And um, I would consider myself like, like, so when you look at that, I'm, so NLP helped me a lot to understand the process of learning and, and, and modeling. Yeah. And then when you start being around these high level people, I would say that you can glimpse off small things, almost like you can suck the, the things you like about them and then attach them to yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know who's doing a great job now is Mark Devine uh, from Seal Fit. You know, he, he yep. does a lot of cool stuff as well. And the reason why I like some of the stuff he's doing, Adam, is he talks a lot about uh, being the wolf, but also being the sheepdog. I think, I think where guys can go wrong on the alpha side is if they, they feel they have to be alpha, hardcore. Yeah, it goes too far. Yeah. Well, when, when you're, when you're uh, with your wife and she needs to be listened to, you got to dial that back, bro. You, <laughs> gotta, you, gotta, like, you know, so I think that's, uh, but yes, uh, here's the only other thing too I want to share with your, your listeners is that there's a big distinction between being in the uh, thinking phase of, um, I think I'm going to go do this yeah. versus I'm doing it. Yeah. And the value of doing it and experiencing failure is a thousand times more valuable than thinking about sometimes you're going to go do it because you're in two different worlds. Yeah. The, guy who's, the guy who's doing it, will get swept up by mentors and other guys who are in the arena mm. because he's in it. Whereas the guy who's thinking about it, well, he's still outside the circle. The real alphas, the guys who are world-class will always see him as a hobbyist. Yeah. They will never see him as a warrior. And so whether it's business, whether it's, I'm thinking about competing. Mm. Well, freaking there's a big difference between creating a, a 90 day or six month game plan and going to compete and being a competitor who is, who finishes last is way more valuable than the guy who's never yeah. competed. Yeah. It comes back to it so many times. I mean, you're not the first person to say it. it's all about these people are just hanging back and they're waiting to take that perfect action, which, you know, there's no time on that. It could never, well, usually never happen. So it's all about taking perfect or well, imperfect action. Yeah. And that's, you just got to get in there, get, get going. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and where I was going at too, and I'm sorry, I was going to say what I was saying was that process, I think awakens your alpha more than getting approval from someone who's out there. Yeah. I think going through it and being like, and having those moments by yourself of, damn, I'm really not that bad. Wow. <laughs> I, 
maybe I am good. And then you go through that process of like, holy crap, I am. And then you then you ask that question like, well, what else is possible? Yeah. yeah. And then you start, the world starts opening up and that's where you go like, well, maybe I should get that coach and maybe I should be a part of this program and maybe I should commit. And, and all those, those small little victories um, is, is part of the thing that you just can't get unless you're, you're out there doing it. And I'll say the one thing is no one's going to give us approval to be phenomenal. Like, like, you know, everyone has their own identity or self image of you. Yeah. That's usually based on your past, not your potential. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we kind of got to make that stuff up ourselves as we go, you know, definitely. It's, it's all based. Yeah. All based on the stories we tell ourselves. And we a lot, a lot of us, it seems to be the, the, the norm seems to be quite limiting stories and limiting beliefs. And like you say, based on your path and not uh, your past, even not, and not your future. So uh, we get a bit deep there, but I'm just going to mix it up now. This is the complete blank around. So all you have to do for me is fill in the blanks and we'll find out a little bit more about you. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay. If I was ever to visit Chicago, I should? Um, have our pizza. Uh, deep, I mean, this, the stuff we get over here, it all says Chicago deep dish pizza. Is that pretty much what it's like? I've never been to Chicago. Yeah, it's good. I would take you deep dish or I would just take you to a local joint that I think is better than all the deep dish places. But um, Cool. <laughs> okay. But can, I give you, can I give you one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Visit my family. <laughs> Are they everywhere? Could you just... <laughs> Yeah, we're all within 15 minutes of each other on the south side, but I think it's a really unique, uh, we, we, we have a really unique, uh, I think, environment that most people are pretty uh, uh, amazed by. Cool. So, I mean, apart from this, so, so you were one of 13, and then yeah. you've, got, you've got seven children. Are you done with, are you done? Or is, that, is it too soon to say? Yeah, we're going to raise them now. We're just going to focus on that, bro. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think we are I think we're at like 54 grandchildren and like nine great-grandchildren. Whoa. Absolutely awesome. And is it is you said the south side of Chicago, is there a particular area that it is called or is it just the south side? Yeah, we're we're in Beverly, which is a south side Irish uh uh and environment. But what's kind of cool about our our, our neighborhood is that we have blue collar, yeah. we have white we have white collar it's a, it's one of the last neighborhoods in Chicago. So a lot of um, firemen, cops and city workers have to stay in the city. Yeah. They're in our area. And you also have traders, uh, doctors, lawyers, attorneys. Um, I would love to see more entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then we have, uh, you know, like I grew up in a all blue collar family. So it's a very cool environment in the sense that, uh, it's a very hardworking, great, great area. Cool. Very nice. A lot of people have been interviewing, and so many of them seem to, if not from that area, or they've all sort of gravitated to, in general, is the West Coast, and specifically uh, San Diego. We've interviewed, I've interviewed quite a lot of people from down that way. Very Yeah, awesome. I wish we had more energy like that from there. A lot, of, a lot of our good friends are in San Diego. Yeah, there's definitely a... Um, yeah, gravitational pull, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get more here. Cool. Your your best friend would describe you as I wouldn't totally agree with this, but they would say I'm probably the hardest working person they know. Ah. Um, but well, I don't agree with that. Would you think? Would you think it's more working smart as opposed to just hard? Or tell me more. 
Yeah, because I, I, I think a lot. I'm thinking a lot and I read more. I would say probably this, the hardest studying guy they know. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, I think there's something about studying, studying and being, looking for the filters you don't see. So that, that's what I, I like they, and I'm willing to, to deal with um, uncertainty more than them and more than most people. Yeah. That's probably one of my secrets, but, but, but they would see it as Ed working hard and doing a lot. Okay. You upset people by? Well, I probably upset my wife most by, uh, I compartmentalize very, very rapidly. So like if something bad happens, I usually do my best to, uh, instantly like kind of, <laughs> uh, de disassociate from it and, and then go into solution mode. But I think a lot of men do that. Oh um, yeah. I get that a lot. Like <laughs> my wife said to me, look, I don't want you to try and solve the problem. I just want you to listen. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm exactly that. Just trying to go into solution mode far too quickly yeah. like, <laughs> within seconds. So, um, your favorite movie of all time is. Well, uh, that's another hard one, right? So, um, what what comes to mind right now is like Braveheart. Did you say Braveheart? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's interesting, the movies that come up for the guys I interest, uh, interview. And yeah, that's come up a few times. And that's an awesome one. Right. We're going to go into the alpha round now. So this is where right. we get any sort of more to finish off, get some tools, tips, and resources. And we like to sort of start that off with, you mentioned a book earlier, but is there a particular book or maybe one more book that you'd like to recommend whether it comes to just being productive or just keeping you on the path you say you study a lot yeah yeah good question so for um great question uh get, can you uh give me give me like a topic there Adam. i was going like, to say yeah that would be more helpful so for startups for business is there one that you know when people like you we talked about as well like people are actually getting in the arena and trying something new trying yeah. to push the boundaries is there a book that you think would be helpful for them to get out there and try new things? Yeah, like, you know, like Michael Masterson's book, um, Zero to Ready, Fire, Aim, Zero to 100 Million and yeah. No Time Flat. That's a really good book because I think what he does great there is he, um, he really does identify the most important part of your early process, which is to get your, your sales offer uh, accurate. Yeah. Um, and then anything by Dan Kennedy, if you're going to be uh, needing to sell something like using writing or whatever, those are good. He's got some really good books too. Um, and then I'm just spending a lot of time reading books and uh, doing podcasts and, you know, I'll see, you know what I do a lot, man, I'll go to YouTube and just type in um, some of the topics I'm looking for. And uh, I listen to a lot of interviews. So, uh, so yeah, like that's why I love what you're doing. That's why I like doing uh, podcasts because you get to have conversations that in books you just don't get, you know? Yeah. And also, is there a particular productivity or resource that you use either within your businesses or just in juggling seven kids that helps you remain productive, really? Any sort of resources you've got out there apart from studying YouTube and just hard work? Is there anything that... You you think you can recommend it could be high tech, it could be low tech. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, if you're, if it's a, if it's a business thing or even yeah. if it's not, it's just, it's just harder for people to understand what's non-business. Yeah. You have to identify as early as possible 
the stuff that does not make you money and you should not be doing. Yeah. And get someone else to run all of that. Mm. And the reason is, is so like for my health supplement business, it could run a month without me touching it. Yeah. So when you look at time productivity, you can either be efficient and busy or you can be strategical and um, efficient. <laughs> so <laughs> the strategy part then allows you to start compartmentalizing what you do or don't do and then you, you move in. So, so leveraging through relationships um, is a really, 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 really high value uh, strategy. And then, I mean, just basics, Google Docs has been one of the best things, or Google Calendar for, you know, communicating. One of the best things recently is just getting my wife and I synced up on Google Calendar. <laughs> I was just like, Isn't that crazy? That's like the most basic element thing. Yeah. And the other thing, though, here's another one. I, I keep out of uh, Basecamp and all the tools that maybe my team might use. Yeah. I, I screw that up. I, I just, I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. I mean, it sounds like we had some sort of habits in there. I mean, is there any other particular sort of personal daily habit that really sort of keeps you productive? I mean, it sounds like we, you mentioned a few there alongside your resources, but is there anything else that's kind of essential to your day that you'd have yeah. a bad day if you uh, skipped it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't really see myself as the, the best, uh, you know, patterning guy to look at. However, I'm starting to think that most high high level guys aren't in yeah. some ways. So let me share you with what I do. We'll get up at say 6:30, mm -hmm. 6:45, get all of our kids up for school. I help get them out the door, driving school. I go to a local breakfast place, I'll eat my breakfast and I'll get my my mindset right for the day. And the way I do that is either by reading a book or uh, creating my action plan for the day. Um, at 9am I go and I hit, hit or at 845, I leave my breakfast place to go to CrossFit. I train for an hour. Uh, and then I'm out. So then 1030, by the time I get back to my office and whatever, it's probably about 1045, 11. And then I, I try and hammer it out for four to five hours. Yeah. And then I'm on to the next phase of the day, which is, um, uh, which is uh, kids. I'll uh, say, I'll bet it's kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is coaching, helping out, getting kids from one place to another, homework, bedtime, and uh, repeat. So, so, so you know where I'm critical on myself is I I think I should be able to get up at five forty five, get an hour in there, and you know. So um, that's an evolving process. So. Yeah. That's where, that's where, though, man, I think really, you know, I really have to sit back and say, like, the rules that worked when I was 29, 30, 31, yeah. don't work at 39, because I have a different set of circumstances. So yeah. um, I'm not willing to negotiate time with my family. Mm -hmm. So I have to think differently than other people. And so I, I, I you know, that's through leverage, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, who do you recommend I interview next? Um, usually for a couple of recommendations, um, someone you think would be sort of perfect for this show that you know from your network, and then maybe someone that you think you would like to tune in and listen to that maybe you don't know. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if you don't know, if you guys haven't interviewed uh, Mark Devine, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's just, he's right up your guy's alley. Oh, brilliant. I wrote him down from when you mentioned him earlier. Yeah, so you know him as well, do you? I don't know him personally, but I, 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 I could find a way. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. I'll, I'll go on the hunt for him as well. Is there someone from your network that you do know that you think would add value to the show? Yeah, I have a couple. I don't know if they're going to do podcasts because they're, <laughs> They're in the trenches, complete, amazing guys. Um, Vince Fisher is one of my good buddies. Uh, actually, I have about three or four. I, I mean, I, I'm really surrounded by a lot of great men. And actually, I think this is the one thing, man. I'll tell you. Yeah. I think the, the shift that happens for most men is that they realize how important male relationships become. Yeah. And whereas maybe when we're in college and younger, we don't really realize how valuable they are. I completely agree with you because I think so many men are just pretty much uh, acknowledge that they're useless at like keeping in touch with like good friends and things like that. Whereas, I, I mean, I've seen women are really good. My wife, especially, she's very good at staying in touch with sort of a lot of her friends. Whereas a lot of men sometimes, like you say, a bit lazy on that front and kind of just uh, take it for granted until they get a bit older. Yeah, like, isn't it funny how, I, I was thinking about this because of my buddies from college, we, when we actually talk on the phone, it's usually like 60 seconds, right? Yeah. But if we're together, we can sit there and drink all night around a fire and never stop talking. So it's like... Um, yeah. And I bet, it's like, I bet it's like you literally, if you haven't spoken to them for a long time, like for a lot of people, it's like you you're straight back into it, how you were, and just like as if you'd been sort of talking all the time. Zero yeah. question. I agree. Um, so like Vinny Fisher is a good buddy of mine. Jeff Usner is, uh, he was in the, uh, he's actually speaking at my event tomorrow. He's a phenomenal guy. Super, super high level uh, affiliate marketer. Super high level. Uh, Roland Frazier is another guy. Um, Jeff, actually, Jeff was on um, Secret Millionaire, America's Secret Millionaire. Oh, that'd be cool. Almost every guy at my event this this next few days. Cool. All, what's what's your event called? Well, actually, I don't even know what it's called. It's like the it's called <laughs> the, it's called the like the health supplement and product intensive, where I'm teaching people how to grow their health product and supplement businesses. Um, well, that's the thing. We haven't really mentioned it. I mean, we're we're kind of wrapping up the interview now, yeah. but. The big thing about how you teach about the, the health supplements, how I understand it, it's not to sort of um, sell someone else's product. It's to go out there and sort of go direct to companies and then create your own um, supplement. Is, is that, have I got that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do either one, but yeah. my, my... Or see what's right for you, I suppose. A lot of people don't yeah. even, a lot of people don't even think about the, the sort of the version I just mentioned. But like, but like I mean, the, 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 the difference is, is that like, my belief is that if you're going to go refer people elsewhere mm -hmm. and that becomes uh, something that you're doing a lot of, yeah. why wouldn't you just learn the process of adding products? Now, yeah. it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be supplements. Supplements are, are definitely something someone, you know, like once you go down that route, you should be all in because it, yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of work. But t-shirts, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, athletic products and, and personal fitness products and human performance products that um, like, if you look at like the bulletproof coffee guy, like, do you, yeah. know, do you know, you Dave Ash, what, yeah. Yeah. Ash, I mean, he's done a nice job of just, you know, taking, he's a human body hacker or grow like a mm -hmm. performance hacker. And he just created a whole brand around all these products around him. Yeah. Well, I absolutely guarantee you he's making way more money because he has products around his brand rather than just doing uh, the speaking and the books. The books are just lead generators for yeah. his products. So, so my belief is that if you're in a business, 
Like my sister teaches Pilates. Well, why are you sending people to vitamin shop? If you're doing that a lot, why not just either wholesale my supplements or, you know, so that, that's kind of what yeah. I teach. And, and um, That makes sense. I'm listening because this is something I need to, you know, I need to do more of myself with Awaken Your Alpha. So this is yeah. a yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sure. spot on advice. Really appreciate that. Um, well, you know, the other, the other thing too I was going to say was like instead of if you, you can go wholesale people's products or private label them and stick them in your shopping cart and they're with you. They're not going to eight other places every time you send out an email. You know, like that's the big, one of my big pitches is that control the, you know, like um, Steve Jobs talked about controlling the, the, uh, the entire race course. Yeah. And so that's why they, they built everything so that everything can, you know, you can control someone's whole life and they're in with Apple products. But um, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. No, definitely. What's the, uh, what's the best way people can get in contact with you if they want to find out more? I know we've got the Ed O'Keefe show and the website. Um, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Um, probably just through Facebook, man. I mean, yeah. just hit, I, I, I usually answer my Facebook if someone sends me a question or a comment or needs something. I'm pretty pretty open and easygoing about that. Um, but, you know, I'd say, hey, go to edokeefshow.com. We give away free stuff. You know, it's good. It's good. Really good. Um, I'm kind of in a believer of give everything away free. Yeah. Except like uh, the most deadliest and top secret of secrets and then charge a lot of money for those. <laughs> so, so, and, and why that's important to understand is that the reason why that is, is because it allows a lot of people to have an opportunity to succeed. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, like, at our intensive, it's very, we charge, or I'm charging, it's 7,500 bucks to be there. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the guys that have, are there are already running eight figure, seven figure, you know, businesses looking to go to nine figures. So it's a very high level of group. And we have some new people in the, in the thing as well. But um, so then on my website, you know, I'm just giving away, like on my YouTube channel, and I just try and give away great insights i think we're i think we're in a day and age adam where where the more value you create for people just the way it's just there's this, this boomerang of awesomeness that is very hard to quantify yeah no i i completely agree i mean it's something like these these podcasts years ago i mean putting out this much sort of free content and getting great people like yourself on but it is the fact that it will inspire people. They either listen to you, they may go, go to you as well, but though there will be a portion who want to come and like do some coaching with me yeah. and go down that route as well. So I no, I completely agree. It's uh, give, a, give a lot away for free and then the, those who want to work into a, to a higher level. And at the end of the day, those who want to you know work with you either face-to-face over Skype or in person or you know to actually be mentored or coached by you, they will, they will go the extra hog and you know, that's where you can deliver even more value absolutely bro absolutely cheers man well it's been an absolute pleasure today i know i said i'd be about half an hour it's been a little bit longer great it was fun head over to ayalpha.com the number one place for you to get the most out of the show awaken the entrepreneur rises a live event in southern california right near lax on manhattan beach so that is out there so head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken to get all the details for that it is time to awaken your alpha
All right, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody.